everybody's gonna pay. Cause the million dollar man always gets his way. <laughs> So we are back with another edition of the Million Dollar Question. Uh, I am with my boy, Big Mike Oz, or also known as Mike Osageda, uh, and he will get into himself a little bit later on saying what he does, um, kind of posing that Mark Henry question of that's what I do. Um, how are you doing today, man? Doing well, man. How are you? I'm doing great. Uh, a little history with this guy. Uh, you are a, a writer for Big Leaks Do. I think we have to get that out of the way, right? So, uh, yeah. and But you know, you, you know your stuff, and we... Uh, we used to go to college together, and besides, you know, buying my lunch every day, uh, it, it was during a time that the rock was hot. Uh, the Attitude Era was in full effect, and uh, you once even tried to say, like, you know, explain to me what a baby face in a hill was, and I almost knocked you out, dude. Do you remember? Do you remember being in college, and uh, we had those, we had the TVs in the newsroom. Yes. And and we could ask the people in the in the control booth downstairs. To, to what we wanted to watch, and we'd want to watch wrestling on Mondays, and they wouldn't let us. They wouldn't let us. Yeah, I remember that guy too. Wrestling, like, like it, it was some sort of, you know, off. Uh, it was, it was not allowed. It was yeah. banned by by the university for us to be able to watch wrestling in the newsroom. And that, man. Yeah, and that guy really wasn't friendly. I think even like I made you go down and ask him. I mean, even back then, you know, I was telling you what to do, right? So. Uh, I think, we, I think we got him to let us watch it once. Once, exactly, yeah. Because we, we gave some some line that some celebrity was going to be on, and we had a, yeah. But but the, but, the pro, but the problem was is we, we ended up just like sitting there watching the whole time. We didn't get any work done, so I think we had to nix that as well. We just had to go like, you know, <laughs> we got to get work done. So uh, let's go ahead and jump into these questions. Um, uh, this is kind of a, you know, I'm very excited to talk to my boy Mike. Um, we're, we, we go way back in the days of way back and all that garbage, but uh, let's go ahead and get into it. So uh, we're going to change it up a little bit. The, the first two questions were kind of butting up against each other. So you, you have a brand new first question, and uh, yeah. I, I know you're excited. There you go. Who is who is the best wrestler of all time? Uh, I mean, on, on one of these, I always feel like the it, it's almost like as a baseball person, you know, when someone asks you, is so-and-so a Hall of Famer? Like you just kind of have, you, I don't know. I think there's a little bit of gut that goes into it. So when you say best wrestler of all time, the first person I think of is Ric Flair, and I think that you know you could pick any number of, of reasons to support that. But um, when I when I when I think of you know what makes a great wrestler and, and sort of you know the the legacy and the how long he did it and all the titles and and you know just how well known he is even to this day, like that, I think it's Ric Flair. So here's a here's a question I'm going to ask you because you're a you're a WWE kid, right? I mean, you, you didn't. I'm thinking you didn't watch a lot of NWA, WCW on TBS, or am I? I did actually watch okay. a lot of WCW on TBS because I would watch I, I would watch uh, Braves games and WCW on, on on TBS as a kid. So you you saw Flair like in his prime. I'm saying maybe you saw him around like 88, 87, 89, around that time when he was like really going and the Four Horsemen were in full effect. Were you watching it at that time? I felt like as a kid, I felt like I was just a little bit like on the tail end or like I, like I had kind of missed the the best stuff I felt like. And maybe that was just kind of the aura around him. Um, but I, I mean, I definitely didn't see him, you know, coming up. So I saw him as an established guy, as the guy. Um, but I, maybe that's what made him cool also was, was the idea that, you know, like this guy was already great and I, and I needed to catch up. And so, so I kind of, I kind of caught him in in that era, uh, 
Um, I, I can't tell you for sure. Yeah. What year it was probably. I, I would think I got into wrestling when I was like seven or eight, but I, I first primarily got into to WWF. So probably yeah, eighty eight, eighty nine, sort of in there. So you know, he he was already definitely established as Ric Flair. Um, I, I would say some of the more famous things you see on YouTube. I, I think that was a little bit before me, but I, maybe that's just sort of part of my era, man. Like I always felt like I was catching up with with like wrestling and 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 hip hop and some stuff. I was born like three years earlier. You know, I would have been. You'd have been me. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. So. Uh, so your idea that you needed to catch up to Ric Flair at the age of eight or 10 or between seven and 10, uh, why, tell me, why did you feel that you needed to catch up and, and, and follow this guy? I think it's, it's just I mean, what makes him great, right? It's kind of that magnetism of like, you see that guy on TV and you're like, Oh, this is, this is somebody special. This is someone who, you know, stands out amongst all these other people. Like, you know, I mean, it's kind of like when you see, uh, you know, a, a, a celebrity amongst a bunch of regular people, you're like, oh, I could tell that person is famous just kind of by the way they carry themselves. And I think Ric Flair, you know, had had that that bit of pizzazz to him. And, you know, back then, wrestlers, I feel like, were, weren't as, as polished and, and, you know, as everybody is today. So he definitely kind of had, you know, that, that star quality. Uh, so it was like when you see him for the first time, you're like, oh, that guy, there's something special about him. Um, I need to I need to figure this out. And so I, I equated the hip hop like I guess almost like the first time I heard Tripod Quest. You know, you're like, oh, what is this? And you know, because up until that point, I'd only known you know not so good rap or whatever. And then you know, you hear Check the Rhyme, and I'm like, oh, you know, I, I run to my older cousin and be like, tell me all about Tripod Quest. You know, and it, it's kind of like that. Yeah. Well, it's funny, you know, I'm a, I'm a huge Ric Flair fan for anybody that ever listens to me. And I think, I mean, I think people just know, like I walked down the street, they know I'm a Ric Flair fan. So it's always good to kind of hear the reason why other people are Ric Flair fans. And, um, yeah, the, like a lot can be said that, yeah, he is like the, he is like the biggest guy in the room and all eyes are drawn to this guy. Uh, it's funny if you'd asked me about Tribe Call Quest when Check the Rhyme came out, which is their second album, I would have said, uh, the second album is pretty good. The first album sucked. Uh, these guys are weak, but in retrospect, all the albums are good, but I'm, I'm glad that I wasn't around during that time because I probably would have, you know, tainted your view of the Tribe Called Quest a little bit. So um, I'll say this though, like I'm not, I'm not necessarily a Ric Flair fan. Well, that that leads into the second question. So yeah, see, it was, it's more like I just I recognize that that guy is the guy, the man. You know? Yeah, and yeah, granted, and and I think that's a, uh, you know, you you took some you took some time and thought with this, and it's, and it's good to hear that. So even if Ric Flair is not your not your Favorite wrestler? I'm going to ask you who's your favorite wrestler that you like to watch or like to watch. I've, I've, I've thought about this one a lot because I, I feel like in wrestling, like in a lot of other things, you kind of I kind of went through, you know, various various cycles, and I'll probably relate it to music again, where you know you had kind of like the first the first rapper you knew, and you're like, oh, this guy, yeah. But then you kind of learn about these other people, and you have different favorites. So like my entry point was Hogan, probably like a lot of people my age. Um, you know, you kind of have like this larger than life Hulk Hogan thing, and, but it didn't take me that long before I really got bored of him. And I think at that point I, I got into, um, like, I really liked Macho Man. Um, I really liked Sting for a while. So I, I think, you know, Sting might've been, Sting and Macho Man were probably at that point kind of like my two favorite dudes after I got through with like, you know, entry, entry point Hulk Hogan. And then I think, you know, I kind of gave up on wrestling for a while, which I don't know if we referenced that. I know we talked about it, but 
Uh, and then, then I kind of came back when it was like The Rock. And like The Rock was, you know, to me, like definitely, definitely the dude. So, you know, I, I kind of narrowed it down to like those three, like, you know, Macho Man, Sting, and The Rock. Um, well, you got you got to pick one. So, yeah, so I'm, I'm just walking you through my, 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 my time here. So if, if I, I thought of it like this, like if I could go back and rewatch all of that, like with fresh eyes, like I think I would go back and like most enjoy the rock era again. But I think I'm going with the rock. And is it, uh, is it more so with, with you and with wrestling fans, you kind of have two camps, right? Like you have uh, guys that really like promos, guys that really know how to entertain. And that was really prevalent during uh, the Attitude Era. And then you then you kind of have wrestling fans that really look at the technical side of it, right? And, they, you know, so it's like you have the Rock and the Macho Man. It's like, well, you know, the Macho Man kind of combined both, but he was more of a of a technical wrestler and could put on a great match. The Rock could wrestle, but he was even better on the mic. What kind of fan are you? Are you, are you kind of a fan where you're looking at the promos, looking at entertainment value, or are you more of a, a wrestling match type fan? I think as I look at myself now, I'm probably more of the entertainment promo side of it, which is, I think, why I ended up picking The Rock. Um, I think I think one of the things that appealed to me about Macho Man, though, was was kind of the, like, I'm going to fly through the air and hit you with this elbow. And at kind of a young age, like, again, when I transitioned out of, like, Hogan into Macho Man, it was kind of like, well, you know, here's here's this guy who just runs and drops his leg on you versus here's this guy who flies through the air. You know, like, that's way cooler. So, you know, when you're 9, 10 years old, you're like, yeah, Macho Man, you're dope. Um so, you know, I, I appreciated that aspect of it, but as I got older, I think I, I really started to appreciate the idea of, like, the showmanship and, and the promos and, and the the character. And, you know, I say all that full well, like, acknowledging the fact that, you know, I think it, it gets part of, like, as getting older and realizing, okay, this isn't real, like, this is, you know, more of, like, an entertainment thing, and appreciating that aspect of it more than you did as a kid when maybe you didn't really understand necessarily all that stuff. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So here's here's a question I have is that have you watched a lot of rock matches? A lot of rock matches? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I watched, uh, you know, I watched wrestling pretty, I watched the matches and stuff at that point. It wasn't like I was just, you know, YouTube and promos and yeah. stuff. So. Well, yeah, and and that's that's kind of, I mean, and I know personally that you have watched a lot of rock matches, yeah. but... And here's the thing I, I, I want to say about The Rock, because I think he's always gotten a raw deal in terms of him, him as a wrestler. Um, I thought he was a very, I, I mean, I think he's a good wrestler. I don't think, I mean, I think if you have, of his era, you have Stone Cold and then you have The Rock. I think Stone Cold is a, is a better wrestler, but The Rock wasn't too far behind. Even like a guy like Triple H, right? Like you had these three guys, the three biggest stars. I think The Rock, in terms of wrestling ability, um, was probably number three but in terms of athletic ability i thought he was probably the best athlete out of those three but what i wanted to say was and i wanted to kind of get your idea about this is that wasn't it because of the rock promos and the promos that he did and all the trash talking that he did didn't that make his his matches seem that much more important i think so um i, I guess one of the things though i guess to go, to go back to what you started to say like i mean i watched his matches but i also never expected that i was going to see you know, some, like, amazing, like, technical wrestling or anything. Like, you're just like, oh, he's a big dude. You know, I think they, they played him up as, um, you know, second-generation guy. You knew he played he was football. He was he was a third-generation guy. Oh, sorry. And he was also he was also the blue chipper. <laughs> <laughs> you, knew, you knew he played football. You know, you kind of had, like, I wasn't looking at him as some, like, oh, this guy's going to do some crazy, you know, technical stuff I've never seen before. Uh, you know, he was more of just kind of a, 
uh, he's going to come in and kick your butt type thing. So um, I, I, I guess to answer your question, maybe I looked at it like, you know, the, the, the promos and the, and the persona and all that kind of made up for, you know, what you, what you didn't necessarily get um, in the matches. But at the same time, like, I think at that point there was so much going on in wrestling that like, if you really wanted to watch, you know, the really technical stuff, you would watch, you know, other matches that, that came before him because that would kind of entertain that, that aspect of, of wrestling for you. And then, you know, the rock was sort of like the promos and then more of the exciting stuff. So, um, you know, I guess not that different than, you know, what kind of movie do you want to watch or like what, you know, what kind of boxing match is it, you know, there's different, different sorts. So I was never looking at the rock as, uh, show me this great technical wrestling. And it's kind of, you know, it, the good, the good news with that is that, you know, they would save the rock till the end and he wouldn't have to wrestle and he could talk and you felt like you got your money's worth. Nowadays, it's like <laughs> they save some of these guys toward the end and you're just going like, ah, time to fast forward. Um, let's go and jump to the next question. Uh, so this is going to be the wrestler you hate not named John Cena. And what I mean by that is like you can really hate this guy or it can be a guy like for me, it was like everybody loved Hacksaw Jim Duggan and I couldn't stand the guy. Like he, he, he was like my entry point into uh, liking all the heels. Um, what is a... Uh, what is the wrestler that, that you can't stand that maybe is over or was over and you just didn't see it, or just a wrestler that you hated in general? First of all, John Cena, like, I, I don't hate John Cena like a lot of people do, but again, I don't really watch, I don't watch wrestling. Yeah, then you can't, you, can't talk, you can't talk about it then. But, but I've, interviewed, <laughs> I've interviewed John Cena before, and he's a really nice guy. Like, every time oh, yeah, I, I bet you he's a really nice guy. Yeah, no, I, no him as a person and, and, and everything like that, hey, I'm all for him. It's just, uh, it, but until you've watched three years of, of John Cena being the top guy, uh, you can't, you can't speak on it. I'm, I'm, I'm going to slap you up real fast and say, you can't speak on that. <laughs> can, I, can I at least tell you the story? You can tell me any story you want. So I, I, uh, oh, I worked at the Fresno B newspaper in Fresno and, uh, we were pretty strong wrestling, um, fans here. So we, we, you know, we get a lot of, a lot of shows. Um, I, I feel like they, they even brought a pay-per-view here at one point. Yeah, they did. The they have. Yeah. And uh, so I, I interviewed John Cena a couple times, and it was one of the times when he was full on like releasing his rap album and like really doing the rapper thing. And so I had him, I had him on the radio. I mean, I had him on the phone, and uh, this was, you know, he was still on his way up. He wasn't obviously John Cena, John Cena yet, but uh, so you know, we talked about Fresno or whatever, and he immediately is like, oh yeah, you know, Planet Asia is from Fresno, and for anybody who doesn't know Planet Asia, I mean, it's probably like our one of our top like you know, rappers from out of here, not, not, you know, nationally famous or anything, still kind of an underground dude. And I was like, all right, John Cena, you get some props for, for knowing your Planet Asia. You know, you can name check Planet Asia in your Fresno interview. Good job. So maybe that's why I like John Cena, just because he, he wowed me with his hip-hop knowledge. With his Planet Asia knowledge. <laughs> there you go. Um, so my answer is Triple H. Like, I've never liked Triple H. Uh, I've never liked... Uh, I've never liked Triple H in the way that like you should like him if you like Triple H, and I've never not liked him um, as, as like oh he's the worst he's he's the worst heel screw that guy like I've honestly just um, wished the Triple H era would have been over and that's probably one of the reasons I stopped watching wrestling just because I never I never really cared about Triple H it was always just kind of apathy like oh god this guy you know this, this guy shtick is is not entertaining it's so boring. Um, and then we, you know, even, even then taking him and, and kind of elevating him into that role where, you know, he was, you know, whatever, whatever he is now, I don't know. What, what do they consider triple H? Is he, 
He's like the he's like the CEO COO, and he's actually like the actual yeah. kind of. I mean, yeah. this isn't like a kayfabe thing. It's he's he's the actual like one of the top execs in yeah. WWE. Yeah. So then once once Triple H sort of like even got the elevated role, I was like, yeah, no, I I don't care about any of this. <laughs> you, you said you said this guy sucks. I'm gonna <laughs> go here. take a leak. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so even like so I mean, and here's like the thing like with Triple H, it's, and I understand what you're saying because. A lot of people don't like Triple H, but they look at his body of work way back when as as a mechanic, as a worker. Uh, is there any kind of respect that you have for him as a worker, or you just think he's just everything about him is just bad? He just, he just never. I mean, there's probably things to respect about him, but as a viewer, I mean, my my visceral reaction to Triple H was always just like, oh god, this guy's on my TV again. Like it was never to me, it was never interesting. Um, like I really don't want to hear about the tourist quad, like straight off the bone or whatever the hell it was. Yeah. Like, I don't, just, just stop. Like, just quit it. You know, you guys are trying way too hard to, to make Triple H a thing. And I, I guess that's what it was. Like I always felt like they were trying so hard to, you know, get Triple H over one way or another, and I just didn't care. Yeah, it, it was one of those things. And yeah, because everyone, whenever you hear anybody in the business talk about Triple H, they say how great he is, this, that, and this. Uh, he has some. He has done some good things recently, um, kind of with NXT. And uh, if you ever kind of want an introduction back into wrestling, I think uh, NXT would be a good uh, resource. But then you'd have to buy the WWE Network and stuff, whatever that is. But I've always felt the same thing. I've always felt that like people go out of their way to say how great he is. Um, and, and I kind of, I kind of agree with you. Like I, I appreciate certain matches that he's been in, but at the same time, it's, it's not the best thing since sliced bread, right? I. Yeah, I just never. To to me, honestly, he was one of the reasons I just stopped watching wrestling. Like, it got to a point where I just wasn't, you know, like the Rock had kind of veered off. Stone Cold was gone. Like, I don't really care about Triple H, man. Like, I'm not really, I'm not willing to invest whatever this time is to to hear stories about Triple H or or see what Triple H is going to say because just just wasn't doing it for me. You're you're not willing to invest a. a a quote-unquote full workday of eight hours a week to watch wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, so uh, now we're going to get into our uh, into our portion where I show off my great production skills. But this right. is this is going to be, let's see if this works this time. I, I always fumble around, but may, maybe maybe you'll break them all. Here, hold on a second. Now, see, I still messed it up. So here, here we go again. And I'm glad that you're here because I've had to be around plenty of snafus when I'm recording my podcast with you. But here we go. Hey. It's still not working. Okay, so I, I might have to... I might have to put that in and figure this out. Yeah. Post production, man. Post production. This, this is terrible. Wait, 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 wait. Here we go. I, I'm glad that I'm doing it with you because we, we can kind of not have any crazy pauses. Let's see. All right. There we go. See, you waited like two minutes to hear that. So uh, this is your portion where you kind of get to plug your stuff. Uh, the reason why I'm doing this is because, um, first of all, I like talking wrestling. Uh, and at the same time, like, uh, Everything is so flooded with podcasts now. It's like I need help from my friends. So you are definitely one of my big, uh, one of my big albatrosses. Um, you have a big social media presence. So tell me, every, actually, no, we missed a question, didn't we? I think we missed a question. I was, I was like, God, dude. Let me tell my... you, you, you made you made me so nervous that uh, that that we missed the question. But I'm so, so I'm so intimidating. So so <laughs> yeah, especially now. I've always been intimidated by you. Um, but that's another story. Actually, no, not. Uh, but and I think that's maybe why I'm such a bully with you, like the blacktop bully back in uh, WCW. But uh, let's we'll get to that's what I do. Uh, what is the one match? It can either be your favorite match or the one match that has stuck out to you as a wrestling fan. As, as I was thinking about this 
like you you also phrased it to me this way like what is the match that you know made you like want to watch wrestling so i look back i want to like uh you know ricky the dragon steamboat uh, macho man like like that sort of era um so you know i was a kid obviously but th- those are the kind of matches where i'm like oh wow this you know this is this is really interesting but as, as i think about memorable matches like i have some i have at least one story that, that i think is is wonderful um and this is this is back like when I first started watching wrestling, and I'm pretty sure that Ricky the Dragon Steamboat was at this one, but but it's not about him. Uh, we were at the Cow Palace. I think I had to be eight or nine or something like that. And we went to see Hogan, uh, me and my cousin, and you know of course he was he was the main event. So th- this is my most memorable like wrestling <laughs> wrestling fan moment. And he was facing Kamala, which I remember that. Um, and Hogan was coming out, and we were we were sitting right on the right on the like the front row by. Uh, where the wrestlers come out. So uh, what do you call that? The I don't know the entry or whatever. Yeah. So we're just right there. Um, and so Hogan comes out and he's doing his Hogan stick, and you know we're standing on our chairs, like you know trying to put our hands out there. Hopefully he'll like touch our hands or you know whatever, whatever kind of high fives or whatever Hogan does. And uh, this full Hulk Hogan straight hits me in the face, like like I'm eight years old or whatever, just get knocked in the face by Hulk Hogan. Get out the way, brother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, not on purpose, you know, doing his, doing his Hogan routine just straight knocks me in the face. And, uh, you know, I kind of fell down off the chair. Wait, was it stiff? Was it a stiff shot? <laughs> I mean, did you, I did you it sell it? How, how'd you sell it? How was this? Eight-year-old, my God. Tell me about yourself. Um, yeah, so, no, Hulk Hogan, that's the time Hulk Hogan punched me in the face. So I don't remember what happened in the match other than I'm sure Hogan won because, you know, he's not going to lose. He's not going to come to the Cow Palace and lose to Kamala. Let me tell you that much. Yeah. Um, but so that's that's probably my my most uh, memorable match because it involves. Well, I well here, here's here's the thing. I mean, you bring up a good point. I mean, so you got you got knocked out for this match. Poor poor little Mike Oz at eight years old. Yeah. You're you're on the ground next to the next to the all the gum on the floor and stuff because this is yeah. the Cow Palace. Um, it might have actually been poop on the ground. Right? Yeah, it <laughs> could have been. Could have been. Uh, but this is what this is what happens. So Hulk Hogan. Uh, Start of the match, he comes out fast, right? You know, really good offense. Everything, everything's going great. And then uh, the Ugandan nightmare, uh, either through means of cheating or uh, manager interference, uh, totally starts dominating, right? Like get, he starts giving him all his best stuff. And then uh, the Ugandan nightmare uh, gives him his best shot, right? And Hulk Hogan pops up, wags his finger, says, "No, no, no! You're not going to do that to me." Gives him the big boot, gives him the leg drop, and he wins. So that that that's what happened that match. Probably. Uh, has that has that changed your life? I mean, you probably would have never thought that match went that way, right? I, I'd be amazed to hear that. I mean, that, that who who would who could predict how a Hulk Hogan match would go? I mean, I, I don't know how you were able to do that, man. That's why I'm that, that's why I'm in the that's why I'm in the that's, that's why I'm in what you call the biz. Okay, <laughs> so that's a, that's an amazing bit of knowledge you've been able to to share with me. Right there. Your your life is somewhat complete now, yeah. you know, and 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 I was the cause of that. So uh, let's go into the last question. Let's see if I can do this now. I, I'm thinking I won't be able to, but you never know. All right, so now yeah. t- tell me all the stuff because th- this is going to take another half an hour, guys. But um, tell me all the all the things that you kind of do. You're, you're kind of a in, in, in kind of an oxymoronic way. You're a big deal in Fresno, and, and you're kind of a local celebrity as well. But you do a lot of other stuff professionally um, outside of what you do in Fresno. So g- give me the gamut, dude. So my main my main job is I work for Yahoo Sports, and I uh, am the editor of Big League Stew, which is our baseball blog. So you know a lot of my time is devoted to baseball and covering baseball. Within that, we do which we've referenced, but not 
in, in full on proper sense. I do I do the Stupod podcast of which uh, my man Bad News Ramen joins us most weeks for his three strike segment. Um, I have a, a video series called Open Mic where I maybe say interesting things. I don't know. Let, let, let me uh, let me let me cut in real fast. You haven't been wearing your shirts. I used to like looking at Open Mic for all the crazy shirts you have. Have they kind of pulled back and so you can't wear those shirts anymore? Or no, I just I just need to buy some more shirts. Okay, all right. Uh, I just need to go shopping, man. And when, when am I? When are you gonna? So it's in Sunnyvale. When are you gonna have me over, dude? People need to see Bad News Ramen, dude. On air. On air, baby. You like you liked when I wore the uh, the a wrestler. Oh yeah, man. Yeah. 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 Pro wrestling, NES. Yes. I also uh, did. I wear. I don't. Did I wear another wrestling shirt? I don't know if I did. You might have. I, I don't. Should, I don't know. Should, I should wear some more. But but here here's here's the deal. If 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 you have me on your open mic segment, I will come in my um. I will put on my pink Ric Flair shirt in all of its glory, dude. So now you have to have me on, dude. <laughs> all right, all right. So uh, I, I I do that obviously. Work for work for Yahoo. Do do all that stuff. Uh, look forward to MLB postseason at this point. We're getting ready for that, which is uh, fun times, but you know long days and whatnot. Uh, beyond that, I do I do a lot of stuff here in Fresno, which is where I live. Uh, I do the Taco Truck Throwdown, which is uh, pretty, I think it's grown to a pretty big event that a lot of people know nationally now. Uh, it's a, it's a big Taco Truck competition that I, I started with my friends at the Fresno Grizzlies six years ago. We just had our sixth uh, sixth year of this, and we had uh, this year we had 32 Taco Trucks and like 40. I, I don't know, forty-five thousand tacos eaten or something like that. From from all over the place, right? I mean, these are taco guys from all over. Is it like all over California, all over this state? No, or, just, just our. Oh, our, just your area. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We, I mean, I'd, I'd like to get it, you know, expanded outside of the outside of our area. But right now, it's just you know, it's our area. People come from all over to come to it, but the taco trucks themselves are just from just from our area. Uh, so I do that. I host a radio show out here on uh, New Rock one hundred four point one, which is the the local rock station where I play kind of new music and stuff. It's called Osmosis. Um, I do a couple other events in town. One of them is called Tacos, Brews, and Jams, which is a monthly thing at our, our local brewery. Um, I have a couple of kids that, that, that they're a lot of work. Um, I have a DVR that I never watch enough. Uh, I think that's it, man. Is that, is that everything I do? I think I think that's everything you do. And But yeah. but I, even you can make that sound like that's not that much, right? You're like, oh, I do this, do this. Like, and then you start throwing the kids. I'm like, really, dude? I'm like, you have so much other stuff that you do. Um, uh, uh, check check my boy uh, Mike Oz out on uh, on the big leagues, too. You can actually um, – you know what? I can say whatever I want about Yahoo Sports right now, but I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to get you in trouble. Uh, but you, yeah, you know, I, I'm not – no, I'm not going to do it. I'm, dude, you get me fired, <laughs> then you're not going to be on That's true. Yeah. <laughs> uh, kind of a running joke uh, uh marcus vanderberg was on last week uh he is uh he is another editor of big leagues too but it's a running joke that um you know i'm still waiting for the the day where yahoo sports says hey man you're really good why don't you uh why don't you come work for us so uh i, I feel that uh this is kind of a role reversal for me um it's great to interview you uh, i know you get interviewed by a lot of people um usually when i'm on your uh, big leagues Two podcast i have to talk really fast because i want to get everything in in like a small amount of time so we were able to, to slow it down a little bit. Um, check my boy out, uh, Mike Oz. He's on Big League Stew. Uh, you can go on to online. Uh, check him out. It's Mike Oz, right? Because you have you have two you have two Twitter accounts, right? What's the Twitter account that people want you to that you want people to go to? Uh, I, only have, I only have one, man. Oh, At you Mike do? Oz. At Mike Oz. Okay. Mike yeah, um, I have two Facebook pages. Ah, that's what I'm it is. Yeah. That. yeah. One of them is you know one of them's like my like for real personal thing that I don't add anybody that I don't know and then I have like my you know like my cause account so where where people where people come at you and and spew vitriol all day right 
try to try to let me have it about whatever uh, whatever horrible thing I've said about I don't know Tim Tebow or or whatever other person I hate. So I, I want I want to ask you I want I want to ask you real fast because you know being kind of a I wouldn't you're not a celebrity on Twitter but you're you're verified and and you're you're a, you're a news source on on uh, on Twitter. Um, I, I remember way back when you, you got into a beef with Warren G's uncle way back when, yeah. and and uh, you you had to tell me about it because I was your editor at the time, and I I said hey you know like you got to kind of do this you got to kind of do that you know, uh you get a lot worse uh hate you know hate mail and just uh. And just hate, you know, hateful comments, spiteful and, and hateful comments. How do you deal with that on a day to day basis? I, don't know. I mean, honestly, man, you just kind of have to let it go most of the time. Um, I don't know, like me, you know, like I've been, I've been, I've been on the on the rough side of getting made fun of for most of my life. So um, I think at, at some point, like you get over that. Uh, you know, professionally, it like in, in the beginning. You know, you're kind of like, oh, wow, I can't believe someone said that about me. And, but, you know, you kind of like find your line of, of what actually is, you know, you find like, oh, that's actually funny. Like, it's, it's actually humorous that somebody would send me that email. Or like, there's stuff that, you know, sometimes like is actually really offensive. Uh, I think a lot of times, like, I just try to put myself in the position too of being like, well, you know, if, if what I, if what I said or what I wrote got people that worked up, then... You know, I mean, I'm getting giving the reaction out of them if they spent that much time to, you know, write me this horrible email. Or in the case of one person who will, if I make him mad, send me like 10 emails in succession. Like, all right, well, you spent, you know, 20 minutes of your day, but you know, trying to trying to tell me how dumb I am. Like, then then you know, then then you care, then you become me, right? <laughs> then you become bad news ramen because that's what I do all day long. Uh, but I mean, seriously, like, I don't know, like, there's so many varying degrees of it. Like, there's some stuff that I'm, like, you know, legitimately troubled by. But at the end of the day, I mean, it's, it's different now. Like, when I when I worked, like, at, at the local newspaper, I felt like there was always a chance that that person might come and, like, punch me in the face. The, the person I got mad, you know, because they could just be sitting next to me at dinner or lunch or whatever. And they could go up to me and, like, punch me. And, like, with the Yahoo people, like, honestly, it's just like, oh, well, I mean, it's not like I'm going to run into you in real life or anything. And, I mean, obviously, like... Online nowadays, you can do a lot of things to mess with some people if some, if you really wanted to. But well, don't don't I, give don't give them any ideas. I mean, there's no, well, there's people listening right now like, oh, I can do that. Well, the point is this, but like when I was when I was in the newspaper, like at one point the paper had to call and like call the police about some dude who was, you know, sending me all these emails and calls about like my family and all this stuff. So, I mean, that 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 to me was a lot more real than people sending me emails about stuff on Yahoo or, or whatever, just because you know you. you you have the threat that like that person probably could find me, you know, if they wanted to. Versus like, you know, what's what some guy in St. Louis isn't going to drive across the country to come punch me in the face. So. Well, I mean, if 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 Hulk Hogan uh, sends you a message saying that he's going to punch you in the face, all you got to say is like, well, you know what, dude, you've already done it, and I'm still here, I'm still standing. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna sue you just yeah. like you sued Gawker. Yeah. And uh, like that. Yeah. Let's not. We we can do a whole thing about Hulk Hogan. Um. Hey, uh, I really appreciate you uh, um, coming on. Uh, you were kind of a last-minute uh, ad. I had some people um, that want to do it but kind of fell through. Uh, so I really appreciate I, I wanted to save this for, like, later, right? I mean, because... I mean, no, you just, just tell me, man. Like, I mean, it's your stuff left over. You're like, oh, yeah. No, no, no. No, you're not left over. It, the whole thing is that I came to you first for this thing. I was like, you know, because I was like, well, who's good? You know, who, who can I kind of get this started with? But I didn't want to rely on you to get this started. I, I needed to kind of kick myself in the pants a little bit to get this started. So I had you further down the line because I wanted to really kind of 
uh, spend the right time with it. And of course, you know, you, you knocked it out of the park like you always do. Uh, follow this guy on uh, Mike Oz on Twitter. Uh, follow the, you know, yeah, you can follow the Big League Stew as well. But go online for the Big League Stew. Uh, listen to the podcast uh, Stew Pod, um, and um, check out his open mic series on Yahoo Sports. Uh, it's it's a good four or five minutes, and uh, you've gotten a lot better on front of the camera. And one of these days, here's the thing with Mike Oz is that, you know, he says all the stuff that he does in Fresno. Some of the stuff that you were talking about, especially when it involved beer, I was like, man, I'm like, I got to get to Fresno. And I just said, like, wait, wait, I was like, wait a minute. I'm like, I just said I got to get to Fresno. So, uh, Mike, I appreciate it, man. You're, uh, you're, you are one of my best friends as, as, uh, people, uh, in the know, know. And, uh, if it wasn't for me, uh, your wedding would have been a disaster because, uh, nobody knew how to tie a tie and I knew how to do it. So you look good because of me. Look good, feel good, man. (laughs) All right. Anything I, thought, I thought you were. You could go a number of ways. Uh, I could have gone a number of ways. Wasn't for me. Like you could, you can end that sentence so many ways. I don't think I've ever heard that one um, in, in like a public podcast or something. So thank you. Yeah, and and I do say if it wasn't for me, you wouldn't be able to do this. But uh, the real and and I've told you this before. Uh, it's it's been a it's been great following your career and me just being a small infinitesimal amount of your career makes me feel like I'm worth something. So uh, on that, anything you want to say to the people? listening if you made it this far i appreciate it and uh, sorry for all my my stutters and weird stories but um i'm not i'm not trying to be mr polished dude right now i'm, I'm just trying to talk to the people straight up man be a real person all right sounds good uh, my boy mike oz you're on the million dollar question and uh we will check you out next week hopefully if people fall through if not might have to talk to you again mike oz this is bad news we'll check you out next week <laughs> Everybody's gonna pay Cause the million dollar man